Hello and welcome to Blockchain Beat. My name is Ana Paula Picasso and this episode is for anyone who is planning to create or has already launched a NFT or for you that wants to learn more about community building. Well, in the last 12 months, I've got countless emails from various NFT projects say they launched a project and had little or no traction, meaning no sales. So I invited June Loiza, founder of Metablocks, a NFT project that allows you to own real-world places as NFTs powered by real-life memories. The reason I invited June to the podcast is because he has a fantastic series of Medium blog posts about some of the strategies he used to building a thriving community for Metablocks, including using Google Docs to publish their white paper with the community's help, and some tips for keeping a Discord channel active and engaging. Build a community that you want to hang out in, that you that makes you feel extremely excited in the morning to wake up. Instead of checking your emails, you're chatting with everybody globally in different time zones. It's, it's an amazing feeling. And so I'm very thankful and grateful to all of our neighbors on the Discord. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and learn a little bit more about community building. And don't forget to check out Blockchain PR, my company, and follow me on Twitter and LinkedIn. So all the links are in the description. And don't forget to follow this podcast in your favorite podcast platform. So hi, June. Hey, how are you? Great to be here. So welcome to Blockchain Beat. I'm here with June Loiza. He is the founder of Metablocks. Thank you. I hope I said your surname right. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, he's the founder of Metablocks. Yeah, it's a great NFT project. Just going to read out what is on your Twitter bio. is on real-world places as NFTs powered by real-life memories. Mm-hmm. So I have lots of questions. Sounds really amazing. I have lots of questions about Metablocks for you later on. That's great. Yeah. So, but the reason I I invited you here, it was I came across one of your articles on Medium. You were talking about community building and you had some great ideas, some things that some things that kind of overlapped with an article I wrote mm. not long ago. I'll link down to into the show notes as well. Uh, the don'ts of launching an NFT project if you want to mm. launch it successfully. So what do people get wrong when launching a NFT project? Yeah, Anna, thank a you so much for question. having me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, there's so much. Anna, thank you so much for having me here today. I want to say uh, for the listeners, uh, what they're going to learn, I think we're going to talk a lot about community building, launching that NFT project, yeah. also about the mission of a project. So for Metablocks, thanks for describing that. I think it's something that we're doing that's very different, that's combining three things, memories that give meaning, lasting value, and a real world versus virtual world connection. We'll get into that towards the end, but I think it's really important yes. for the audience to, right. to understand uh-huh. that. And yeah. then I think most of the audience is really thinking about, okay, I want to build my NFT project, something in Web3, some kind of blockchain project. And I want to be successful. 
And most of the time, success means I'm going to sell out to the project. If you have a and a supply of 5,000 NFTs, for example, 10,000 NFTs, you basically want to sell them all out. That is the success that most people, most most of these entrepreneurs see as success. Yeah. And the ones wrong. that you, yeah. And the ones that you see mostly online, those are the ones that were successful and you don't see the graveyard of a bunch of other ones that weren't able to accomplish that, right? So there's the survivorship bias. Now let's think about what builds success. There's a few things. One, people are measuring their success through um, Discord members. If we have enough Discord members and people committed to what we're trying to do, then we're more likely to be successful. That's why before this, Anna shared a, a message with me about a person that wanted to get tens and tens of thousands yeah. of people yeah. on their Discord, which is great. It's a great goal to have. We have that same goal. That's right. But it's, That's right. Yeah, but yeah. it's about setting the right expectations, milestones, and goals of how to get there. And Anna, you've written some great articles about this. There's a lot of stuff online about this. So what I want to provide to your audience mm -hmm. is something a little bit different because what I'm going to be speaking towards is to an audience that currently has zero Discord members. They have an idea, maybe an engineer, maybe a designer, maybe they're an artist themselves and mm -hmm. they want to start building this out. But their Twitter following, maybe a thousand, maybe a few hundred, they yeah. just don't have the following yet. Because if you already had the following, then it's easier, right? If you have 100,000 people on Twitter, if you have tens of thousands of people on Discord, then you can just bring something to that community already. Yeah, and I just want to go back a little bit what you said about, you know, launching an NFT project and what I get. I get a lot of messages through my contact form on my website, Blockchain PR, quick plug here, blockchainpr.online. Nine of top 10, they have the same problem. Say, Anna, you know, I have this great NFT project and we have a nice website, but we didn't have any traction. And then when I look at them and look at, you know, the website is really great, very innovative ideas, very good artwork, but they don't have, the, you know, they might have like one Twitter account with 100 followers yeah. or maybe if they do have Discord, the Discord is a bit like <laughs> a bit yeah. empty, a bit like um, not much going on. So, yeah. So, and another thing as well, you said, you mentioned Discord, but another thing I found very innovative on your article it was a, about a white paper strategy to bring yeah, yeah. the community to be involved in the white paper. Can you just explain a little bit about what it is and how you came up with the idea? Yeah, the, the white paper strategy is really interesting. I don't think anybody else is doing this right now. So mm -hmm. hopefully people will learn and start doing it as well. So the white paper, the white paper is a document that basically communicates everything about the project. Initially, the white paper really was a way to pitch investors back in the day of Web 2.0. You're pitching investors, you're pitching on that vision, and you're trying to raise that money. Now, what people are doing is they're using the white paper to really build that community on Discord or that following on Discord and Twitter, and then using that as a way to have a proof of concept that, hey, my idea or this concept has some kind of traction because of the following, and then uh, raising money or launching the product that way. So when we went out to build our white paper, uh, first and foremost, it takes a lot of time, a lot of effort. We build our white paper over the course of a month, Yukai and I, who's my co-founder. Um, it's currently over 50 pages long. It's very meaty, very detailed. That's what you want to get to, a very detailed project. And when I looked online, the majority 
of ways that people were posting their content online was through, I think, Gitbook is the site, which I like. Very organized, very straightforward, great product that they're building. But there was something key that's important, and it's that ability to go viral, that, that ability to make it easier to share what you're creating. So there's this quote, and I think Gary Vaynerchuk came up with it, but maybe if he didn't, I, I heard it first from him. And Gary says, the product is king, but marketing is queen, and you know who runs the household. So the idea there I'm is I'm going to look it up that <laughs> he came up with this, yeah. with this or yeah, yeah. someone else. <laughs> I'm and guessing so, someone else, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so the idea is your your product can be really, really good. But if your go-to-market strategy and your marketing is not tight, is not there, then you're basically going to build something great and no one's going to come for it. So when we're building this white paper, investing over a month of time to build over 50 pages now, we now have two patches on the white paper. It was very important to make it easy to be shareable. And a great way to do that, I have found in other projects is using something like Google Docs where you can comment people in. And that was a big important thing for me. At least I couldn't find a way to comment people into Gitbook. And so I wanted to find a way when somebody is reading it to if they find something interesting or have a question to be immediately capture that feedback. So in Google Docs, you can highlight something, add a comment. I think you can do something similar on Medium. So that was very important. That was the strategy that we employed. Yeah, I guess Google Docs is much easier as well. Everybody has Google Docs. Yeah, and so the high-level idea there was with the Discord to have a challenge. And we'll go over this. This is getting into the details. But on the Discord to have a challenge, read the white paper, which is important. A lot of people have challenges, complete a quiz or participate in a game. But when the challenge is so ingrained with the product, like the challenge itself is to learn more about the product, to become more interested and invested in the product, that's where you find that uh, that best point of marketing and product, right? As part of the marketing, you have to learn more about the product. So the challenge was is to go to the white paper, leave a comment, and tag your friends. Very simple, very straightforward, but very effective. Mm -hmm. Because the best way for somebody to learn about a product is if somebody refers you to them. You have that trust that your friend is referring you to the products, you're more likely to read it, more likely to pay attention. So that was very successful. And what kind of comments do, did people have on the white paper? Oh, great questions. Questions about how things work, how things function. People were just excited. Many people would write, hey, this was the project I was telling you about because they talked to them over the phone or maybe over message. Check it out. So a lot of good feedback, a lot of good resources. And the good thing is it's all public. So not only do you have a white paper that's over 50 pages long, but when people go to it, they see, wow, look at all these comments. Look at all these people vouching for this product. So immediately in, in the eyes of a newcomer, you see that this already has traction, some kind of popularity. So it's a great signal to have. It's one tool for community building that people don't really think much about. You go straight away to social media, to Twitter, to Discord. But I think the origin of a good community starts way before you even launch your project. Having said that, Jim, so when did you start building the community for Metablocks? Yeah, it's a, it's a very important question. So again, I think the audience here is, it's important to know that when we started, we had no Discord, um, a very small Twitter following, we're very yeah. focused, you know, just friends online that we talk to. And uh, basically, we've been writing online for a while. So it's not like we started from zero. We do have an email list of people that we communicate with, we write to, uh, but not specifically about Web3 or blockchain. It was mostly about startups. So when you're coming into this, you have to understand we don't have a Discord. We're starting from scratch. 
So where do you do? We started the idea, we came up with the idea back in the summer of last year of 2021. Yeah, summer 2021. And the idea, so I think it's important to talk through the idea because it really plays into the hand of how we're building the community and then going towards launch. So where we started was um, whenever I talk to friends, whenever I talk to people and I ask them, if you weren't working, if you weren't using your time to make money and work, or sorry, if you weren't working for money, what would you be doing? And many people, a lot of people say, oh, I would travel, spend more time with friends and family. Likely you're in the same situation too. Many people listening to this, it resonates with them. What would you do if you didn't have to work for money? Oh, I would travel more. I would experience different cultures. I would spend more time with friends and family. And this was in my head. This was in my head a lot about how to implement this idea into something meaningful in Web3 on the blockchain. And the idea came about with, it's that memories are very important. So how can we harness these memories and add the most important memories on the blockchain so that they live forever? Because right now, where do the memories live? They live on Google Photos or on Dropbox or on Facebook, on Instagram. One, you don't own those memories. Two, it's more of a photo storage area. And three, at any point, let's say if any of those projects stop working, even though they're huge, they're huge tech companies, they're not going to last forever. Eventually, those memories will be lost. And even then, I have to start paying for Dropbox now to store all my stuff. If generation, a generation after me, if my children don't pay for the Dropbox, then my, my memories are yeah. gone, right? Yeah. So that's one one standpoint. And and I and I highlight that because it's important to have meaning behind your NFT project. Many of the NFT projects, at least earlier on, had meaning because the designer or the creator had some kind of meaning behind it. They had a large following. People like the artwork, they follow that's the meaning behind it. But now Today, you have to have a further meaning beyond it because especially now, if you don't have a following to begin with, what is your meaning? For us, our mission is to preserve humanity's most important memories. So I ask you, the person who's listening, what is your mission? I was just looking on Twitter and I found this really nice project that sold out. Uh, It was an NFT project by an all-woman founding team and it was about mental health. So that was the meaning that they attached to the NFT. What is the meaning and, and the mission behind your project? Not just another crazy ape or dinosaur NFT. <laughs> That's all I get. Dinosaurs is a thing yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and so, and, and actually this has to do with what, what Metablocks is, right? So then, so we're adding memories to the blockchain, but why is that important? So in addition to that, what we wanted to make sure is we weren't necessarily building a game. Now, this is important to highlight because uh, at least the people I hang out with, or maybe my generation, we know Axie Infinity, we know Earth 2, we know all these projects where you can buy virtual land and possibly customize on it. But to be honest, we just don't have the time. We have kids, we have work, we have projects we're willing to pursue, and we don't have the time or the energy to play games anymore. Maybe I'll hop on on my Switch once in a while, play some Mario 64, but I just don't have the time anymore. So the idea was we wanted to build a place with lasting value, but where it didn't take up all of your time, where we weren't sucking your energy into that. And scarcity was a big point. And that's why we started off with the, uh, where we looked at real estate, we were looked at virtual property or real life property and translating into the virtual sense. So that's why we felt that in order to anchor the memory, it was important to anchor it to a real place because memories happen in real places. So you own the place and you anchor the memory to it. And the places are inherently scarce because there's only limited land on the world, especially if we're targeting cities. 
So that's how you get the scarcity value. And the last thing is we want to make sure that when, as the metaverse is, is becoming more and more popular, people are spending more time in the virtual world, which I think and believe is going to happen, that people also spend good time in the real life, spending time with their friends and family in the real world going out. So the meaning behind MetaBlocks is you spend more and more time creating more and more meaningful memories in the real world, and that levels you up in our virtual world, in the metaverse. Because the more meaningful memories you have in the real world, then your blocks, the property you own, levels up. And this is important because now all of a sudden, we have a mission statement, we have a target demographic, people that want lasting value but aren't gamers necessarily themselves or don't want to just keep investing more and more into a game. All of that gets added into the white paper, right? That's your starting point. Why are you building? Why should this be Web3 on the blockchain? Why? Like, why isn't this Web2? Why, why don't I just build Foursquare, right? You have, to, you have to communicate why this should be on the blockchain. Okay, you're building this out. You're starting to build this out and you're building that audience and you need to seed that audience. So what we did is we went to LinkedIn, we uh, exported all of our contacts, and then we sent them an email. You know, this is what we're building. This is why we think you should be a part of it. And that's how we start seeding the community. Interesting. You start with LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, and and I, yeah. it could be a generational thing. Um, you know, uh, I'm 36 now. A lot of my contacts, a lot of professional contacts I have on LinkedIn, in addition uh -huh. to some of the email lists that we've been building back yeah, in the day. Yeah, I think LinkedIn is great too. I personally use LinkedIn a lot as well. Great. So this is the playbook, right? So if you're listening to this and you're starting from scratch, you have a great idea. Number one, you build that white paper and you infuse that with meaning and the mission and the purpose because you want evangelists to join first and foremost. Two, you create the Discord and you seed it. You have to seed it with, your, of course, your friends and family, but also with your contacts. And they're there and participating. It's, it's fine. 10 people, 15 people, 20 people. That's fine. You have to start somewhere. And they're aligned with the mission. And now you give them challenges, right? This goes back to why putting on a Google Doc. Your challenge today is to go on the Google Doc, write a comment, and tag five of your friends. And what do you win? You possibly win early access up to an NFT, to the whitelist, you have to give them these reasons. And now, if you go to our Discord, you see we have a fantastic groove. We have an amazing community that we've been cultivating mm -hmm. and a, a, an amazing neighborhood that has been there since, I think, November, right? So IDEA oh, came in the yeah. summer of 2021, started building the white paper, started recruiting our team. We launched the Discord in November with the, with the knowledge that we will launch the MVP in February. So that's November, December, January. We have three months to start building that community in order to launch the MVP in February. And then in March, we'll launch the V1. So it takes time. So when somebody messages you, Anna, I know, and says, I was going to say the million dollar question. <laughs> How do you grow your Discord from zero yeah. to 40,000 members? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And, and it takes time. And, and it's it's a gradual process. If, if you're messaging mm -hmm. Anna and you're saying, I need 40, 50,000 members by next month, I think it's a little too late. Unless you you have a lot of money and you partner with people that already have a community, it takes time to cultivate this. So you should have a five-month yeah, plan. You have to be Go realistic mm -hmm. uh, and also manage your expectations as well. It's, it is hard work to build a community. It's very hard work. It's extremely hard work. <laughs> That's why we're doing yeah. this podcast. Yeah, it's hard work. It's very, it's very rewarding. I mean, now I feel like yeah. I know so many of our neighbors personally on the discord i talk to them pretty much every day now 
and we're adding value. And, and that's what it is. It's that investment because slowly over time, through each challenge that you give your neighbors to engage, you're going to get more and more participation. So mm-hmm. some quick things. So that's one ch- once an example of a challenge. Your audience may be thinking, what other challenges could we do? There's many. Uh, the other day we did a YouTube video challenge where you go on our YouTube, you like the video, you write a comment, and you earn some XP. By the way, we're using um, uh, a leaderboard app in order to track XP, so the, the amount of engagement that you do on the Discord. And every time you fulfill a challenge, we award you with more XP, and that gives you a different status for the whitelist. All of the all of these things are interplayed. I highly encourage you to read our blog post on the whitelist. It gives all these things in detail. Yeah, I'll, I'll link that into the show notes as well. And June, can you just give us, I know you started already talking about Discord, but can you just give us some pointers about how to not just attract people, but actually keep your Discord channel going and interesting and engaging? Uh, there's a few things here. So number one, what we do is, uh, I wrote a blog post about this as well, is we use threads, yeah. a daily question as a thread to get people to engage and communicate. Now, something important to understand with our community is that we're about long-lasting value. And uh, really, MetaBlocks is about building a community, a neighborhood of people that support each other. And the way we support each other is in real life. So the goal is to support our real life selves. So if you look at the channels, there's channels about parenting. There's channels about investing. There's channels about gamification. There's channels about books and reading and knowledge and sharing. So all of these things are about improving yourself in the real world. And that, that again, I want to go back to the mission. How does your channels on Discord correlate or uh, align? You know, what is align the parallel? Right? Yeah, align. Thank you. Align with your mission. So that's why every day now we have a new thread started that asks like a question of the day, parenting questions, or uh, what are you reading right now? These questions. So that's, that's a way for people to come back and start engaging on a daily basis. Yeah. Yeah. The second part of it is we want to make sure that there's a feeling of progression that I am improving, leveling up every day that I participate. So that comes into the leaderboard and the XP gain. So every day we have a different challenge now. Today's challenge, for example, and it just it's a coincidence, we, um, we just updated patch 2.0 on our white paper. So we're doing all these different patches on the white paper as we're continuing to grow and get feedback from the community. And so today's challenge is to go on the white paper and again, tag five friends after reading patch 2.0. The one yesterday was the YouTube video one. I think the one before that, we wrote a blog post. Uh, the day before that, there was a challenge where you can actually uh, award 500 XP to anybody else in the community. So that's a great way for people that are already a part of it to feel like they're contributing to new members and for new members to feel like, oh, like uh, a mentor or somebody just gifted me or awarded me 500 XP. I feel like I have this nice little springboard to get active in the community. Yeah, yeah. So before we move to talk about your journey and about MetaBlocks, just to sum up about community building. Community building is hard work. Also the mission, align your mission with your community as well. And um, anything else, June? No, I think you summarized it very well. I would just say build a community that you want to hang out in, that you that makes you feel extremely excited in the morning to wake up. Instead of checking your emails, you're chatting with everybody. 
globally in different time zones. It's, it's an amazing feeling. And so I'm very thankful and grateful to all of our neighbors on the Discord. Um, and I just can, you know, looking forward to continue to build this together and to hopefully, you know, get to something that has a lot of meaning in the real world. Yeah, yeah. I'll link that into the description so you guys can go and check it out. The, the Metablocks Discord server and engage with, you know, really nice community there. And now, June, I want to talk about your journey, how you uh, came up with the idea of Metablocks and a little bit of your background. How you, were you involved in blockchain before on NFTs? So when did it all start for you? Yeah. So it all started summer 2021. The idea, as I mentioned, came about, the initial idea, if we're talking about the initial idea, is uh, my wife and I were watching Lost in Translation. It's a movie with Bill Murray and Scarlett Johansson yeah. quite a you know quite a few decades ago now. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how many years ago now. Maybe just yeah. 10 years ago. And it's a beautiful movie about these two people in Tokyo that are lost in translation. It's a new country and they don't have many friends there and they find each other. It was, it's a beautiful movie. And it made me feel very nostalgic for when my wife and I lived in Tokyo in 2015. And I wanted, I, we have the pictures of it, but I wanted something more. I wanted to own a piece of Tokyo. And it didn't make sense for me to buy property there. I mean, logistically, just be a headache to figure out. But that really spurred it. I'm like, oh, I wonder if I could own it on the blockchain, if there's something there that I could own. We were thinking about just designing different places, meaningful landmarks in Tokyo and selling that as an NFT, buying it. Those are different ideas. Mm -hmm. um, but then again, I felt that when we build something, we want to build something different and everyone was focusing on artwork. Great projects, by the way, and have no problem with it. I think it's fantastic. But I wanted to build something different, not focused on the artwork because the artwork is meaningful because usually the artist is meaningful. I'm no artist. So thinking about that idea we thought about if we own places, that's the scarcity value, right? So if it's scarce, it can be valuable if there's meaning and a community behind it. So what gives meaning to a place? And that's where we felt that it's the memories that give meaning to a place. It's the memories that give meaning to, to the world, right? It's, it's, um, it's not just meaningful because the artist is known by a few hundred thousand people, but you could have a memory added to, you know, if we're talking about Tokyo, uh, to Shinjuku or the Shibuya crossing, right? The Shibuya crossing is a very pop popular area. Mm -hmm. So you can have memories from people all over the world. And all of a sudden, the meaning is not just derived from what this one individual, but globally. And we really like that. We like the idea of capturing people's most important memories. Um, have you seen the movie Inside Out? It's a Pixar movie. No, no, I no, no, it's a great movie. <laughs> I highly recommend <laughs> it. But if the audience has seen it, um, there's it's about a little girl and all these feelings and emotions that she has inside of her. And in the movie, there's a concept of these foundational memories, these memories that are so important to this little girl that it really uh, sets into, uh, it really defines her personality, her characteristics. I think so, everybody has that. Exactly. Yes. Definitely. Like childhood memories. Mm -hmm. And what makes you, um, as a person, your personality, what shapes your personality as well. Yeah. Absolutely. So the idea is we want people to share these foundational memories and preserve them forever on the blockchain because we feel that's important. Again, we're not looking to replace Dropbox and Google Photos and Facebook and Instagram as a way to store your photos. Mm -hmm. That's fine. Great. But these few foundational memories, how are you going to put them 
on the blockchain so that they live on forever. And generationally, your kids, your grandchildren will be able to benefit from that. That's where the idea started. We're, and um, I teamed up with Yukai, my co-founder, uh, a deep, deep experience in gamification, designing economics, or sorry, yeah, designing an economy. Um, so together we teamed up. We have engineers in Brazil and Taiwan. Oh. We have designers in the U.S. If you, have, if you want any help with the Brazilian community, Oh <laughs> yeah, we'd we'd love we love the Brazilian community. We love the Brazilian MMA community as well. I'm a huge fan uh, of Anderson Silva. Everyone there. I know, so. huh? <laughs> no, no, I I, I love um, the the Brazilian community. Yeah. We have our engineers there, um, and just so much love love for that community as well. Yeah. So uh, overall, that's that's where the idea stemmed from. The execution was myself and Yukai uh, deciding that this is worth worth investing our time and energy into. Yeah. And uh, we got the ball rolling and we set a five, six, six month time horizon to get this launched. And that's, that's where we're putting our time and energy. Yeah. Into so six months is around six months, you said, for the launch. Uh, it, yeah, I would say, I mean, yeah. And with the idea phase, maybe a little longer, seven months. Yeah, we started building the Discord in November, though. So November, December, January, February. Oh, yeah. Like that would give us three, four months to get to so, launch the Discord. Yeah, just to give you people listening now an idea. So you, build, you start building community one year, at least one year before the launch. Isn't it? Uh, well, yeah, like four months, four, four oh, months before the launch. And the idea was, yeah, the idea was at least six, seven months before the launch and yeah, getting everything yeah. built in. Mm -hmm. So don't let, don't leave your community after you launch your project. No, <laughs> yeah, that's too late. Yeah, too late. Definitely not. Absolutely. And are you guys, so if anyone wants to know more about Metablocks, how is the best way to reach to you? Are you guys looking for investors funding? Now is your time to. Yeah. To, to pitch it, um, the best way is to join us on Discord. So, um, and I, we can link it somewhere here. Uh, yeah, we'll people link can that discover it. Notes. Yeah, definitely. In the Discord, you'll see links to the white paper, to our Twitter, to our blog. Our blog is also a great place to learn more about what we're trying to accomplish. Yes, your Medium blog yeah. is very good. I'll put that also in Thank the you. description. And then, are we looking for funding right now? Um, I would say yes and no. We have accepted some pre-seed funding, a hundred thousand. You kind of also personally funding this ourselves. We have a good runway. We have a fantastic team. I can't. I, I really want to give a huge shout out to our team that we're building, um, just building some amazing product there. So we're being very cognizant and specific on how we raise money. If you are interested, you can read it. Shout to me, June at metablocks.co. So metablocks with an X and a dot co. And we can we can have a conversation. Yeah, definitely. I'll link all that into the show notes. So thank you very much, June. It was really nice to talk about community building, something that I'm really passionate about as a marketeer myself. And really good luck with Metablocks. Great. Thank you so much, Anna. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you want to know how Blockchain PI can help your business grow, just go to www.blockchainpr.online.